Welcome into another episode of Patrick Jones Baseball, where we find the best tools to build the best players. On this episode, we have Brock Hudgens and Justin Seeger. They started a, a company a few years ago called Play in Sports, where they essentially have camps set up all over the country through coaches, and we get in, into all that in this episode. So parents can help kids find find their kids uh, camps to go to, no matter where they're at, whether they're looking for hitting coaches, pitching coaches, uh, college camps. And so it's all on one website. So very good episode if you're a parent out there who is intrigued and, and wants to get their kid more reps and more development. This episode is brought to you by Driveline Plus. Driveline Plus is a growing library of the best information on player development. Members will find how-tos on baseball technology and the latest research findings from Driveline's lab, along with inside access to Driveline trainers to make sure you can effectively coach your team. Plus, members also get the best discounts that you can find on Driveline training gear. Listeners of this podcast get $25 off their first year of Driveline Plus using coupon code JONES25. That's JONES25 for $25 off your first year of Driveline Plus. Go to drivelinebaseball.com slash plus to learn more. Hope everyone is, is having a fantastic start of the week. This episode drops on Monday. Hope everyone kills it. If you have any questions, as always, please reach out and email me, jonesbaseballtraining at gmail.com. Got some exciting projects that are going to be coming up, and we'll have more to announce um, in the coming weeks. So listen to this episode with Brock Hudgens and Justin Seeker. All right, we know. Welcome on, a few guys who have some really cool concept, really cool company. Justin Seeger and Brock Hudgens. Justin Brock, thanks for coming on the show today. Oh yeah, yeah, man, no problem. We appreciate you letting us come on. So, Justin, my 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 first question is actually for you. I was doing some research earlier in the day, and I saw that you started out actually as a walk on at UNC Charlotte, and I, I wanted to ask, you know, why, like, why would, why would you want to go somewhere and walk on? I assumed if you had other places where you could have gone in, maybe gotten a scholarship right away. Like, why did you end up making a decision to walk on at UNC Charlotte? Good question. Coming in hot, right to, right to start it off. I like it. Um, so the, there's a couple parts to that uh, question, actually. The initial part of that is, I got hurt very badly in high school. Um, my junior year, I ended up cracking the L5, I believe, vertebrae on both sides of the spinal cord. And I was out for a whole year um, in a in like a full WWE belt brace. Couldn't move, couldn't do anything for essentially a year. Um, so I was kind of like a, a nobody in high school. I didn't really get recruited a ton. And then fortunately, I was able to play my senior year trying to get back to it a little bit and um kind of had to recruit myself um so you know it's kind of a blessing a little bit and obviously it set me back a lot but in the long run i think it was a blessing because it kind of reignited my passion and fire and i really wanted to grind and get back to where i was at and then you know become even better um so really i wasn't very highly recruited and then my senior year i started to get some interest and then you know by by that time, it's so late that a lot of people don't have any money left. Um, it's hard to get recruited as a senior in general. Um, but I was fortunate to have a few offers at the end. Um, but I just fell in love with Charlotte. Like, I, I just loved the campus. I knew it was a really good program. 
Um, I didn't know Brock yet, so maybe yeah. I would have changed my okay. mind. I don't know. Yeah, you but. did. You, you, that's the reason. <laughs> it wasn't Charlotte. It was Brock. That's all I was going to – I was going to stop you there and just feel like you just – you absolutely messed that up right there. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, so, I mean, I just – like, I knew that's where I wanted to go. Um, it's funny. My mom's probably going to listen, probably not going to like me throwing her under the bus already. But um, she was – she wasn't really stoked on me going to – to Charlotte at first because she was nervous that I wasn't going to get a whole lot of playing time, that I wouldn't be too happy and, you know, that sort of thing. But I knew in my heart it's where I wanted to go. And then, you know, eventually she supported me and was really happy that I made the decision. And then, you know, kind of the rest is history. So you started out as a walk-on. Did you get a scholarship the longer you stayed there? Cause I know you played obviously very well when you were there too and ended up getting drafted. So did you get a scholarship eventually? Yeah, so I did. I, you know, I earned, um, you know, a little scholarship the next year and, you know, kind of gradually got a little bit more. So I was fortunate to be able to get some. But yeah, I was I was I was a recruited walk on start. When, what what year did you start at Charlotte? Uh, what year did we start, Brock? We went in at 2010 fall. Yeah. Okay. 11. So we, we actually played you guys. I was at yeah. Xavier. Yeah, yeah we're game serious. I didn't sniff the field, but I was. There. <laughs> yeah, we, we crush you guys every time. I apologize. Well, no, I'm kidding. we didn't play either, man. It's OK. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I tell you, the one thing I do remember there is the ball just flies like crazy. At least that, yeah, maybe it was just that weekend. Too. I don't know. Just, I remember Justin taking BP. It, uh, yeah, they hacked down the trees we had in the back that actually made I thought made our field look gorgeous. But I think it actually held the ball in the park a little bit. And then they those trees down so that's probably part of it now that i think about it, i gave up a home running against xavier right field Dang. brock brock give me give me your a little bit of your background and how you ended up getting to charlotte i just fake it till i make it you know it's yeah. like <laughs> i uh yeah so justin and i actually met at a camp and i was recruited i was thrown i said i'm gonna start from my high school days i've always uh believed in trying to beat out the person in front of me i guess i always like it when someone's better than me so i always pick somebody out out of like a group of guys that i knew and i was like i gotta beat this guy and once i beat him i'll beat another guy so i was throwing like 83 out of high school and i started getting like coaches to let me know that i started getting phone calls from other college coaches in the area and then like ucf called one of my rival coaches and then i realized i was like okay i'm good enough to play college baseball so I started wait, wait, you were throwing 83 and and you're getting calls from college coaches. No, God, right. My rival coach, like a head like high school coaches were getting calls about me to see who I was and how oh, okay. I, I was a player. Yeah. Um, but when that's when that started happening, I realized I was good enough to play high school baseball. So I like really started pushing myself or college baseball. So I started pushing myself to uh, to try and get to the next level. And I wanted to play D1, of course. So I started working out. Um, I worked out with Carmine Pagano in Greensboro, but my sophomore year actually was topping out like 88 and I hurt my shoulder and I was like, Oh goodness. So it set me back. And I was on like 82, 84. And uh, then I got back up and I started getting recruited, but like I wasn't getting heavily recruited cause I hurt my shoulder and I was like throwing topping out by E six right before my junior year. Um, but being a salesman and being very confident in myself, I started reaching out to college coaches myself and knocking on doors. So I would call, I called the university of Miami. I called, uh, uh, Carolina, anybody that would call me or talk to me, I would reach out and, and share my story and try and persuade them on coming to watch me pitch. Uh, so me and my mom were going to East Cobb when I was a junior and my dad wasn't with us, but we passed by Kennesaw state and I was like, mom, stop. I want to go to this field real quick and see what it looks like. 
So I saw the clubhouse. I went up and knocked on the door and I was like, uh, I was walking away and the volunteer come out, came out and he said, Hey, can I help you? And I was like, yeah, I'm pitching actually tomorrow. I would love for you guys to come watch me pitch. The university of Miami's coming to watch me pitch, which they were because I sold them on coming to watch me pitch. And I threw a no hitter. So when I threw a no hitter, I emailed Charlotte. Then word started spreading, Brock threw a no hitter for a game. And then Charlotte offered me the next week. Mm. That's my story. I like it. Yeah, what man. camp did you guys meet at? You said you guys met at a camp. Union County. It was a state games. Was it state games or was it just a regular showcase? I think it was a showcase. Um, yeah. High school, wasn't it? We, were, we were what? Wasn't that high school? Union? Yeah. Wasn't Union? Maybe Piedmont? Was it yeah, Piedmont? Piedmont? That's it. Yeah, it was Piedmont. Yeah. Local yeah, high I, school. I ran my 60 faster than him, but, you know, I'll picture. Probably true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that the whole camp thing is really interesting to me. I know, and obviously, we'll as the episode goes on, we'll get more and more into camps. But just now, I'm working with a ton of high school kids and just hearing, uh, trying to help out with them and their recruiting and hearing other stories. It seems that to me, especially during a dead period for college coaches, the camp is like the way to go. Like I've, I've seen now so many kids getting offered lately just in the Cincinnati, Ohio area where I'm at um, recently who have been at at camps and some of them at power five schools even lately, just because it's a dead period, schools can't go out and recruit or see anybody. And, you know, they, and I think the other thing too, is it shows that they're interested in the school, right? So, I mean, you don't want to recruit someone who really doesn't care at all. So by them showing up, it shows that, Hey, they're interested in the school. They want to be a, you know, whatever, you know, be a 49 or whatever it is um was was or camps like a big deal down where you guys were because remember when i was in school it wasn't like that at all yeah yeah but yeah camps were big back then uh when we were playing high school ball at least they state games were pretty big too uh, you know it was um you got know, state games you're one of the best kind of thing and i think travel ball's taken over a lot of the industry uh but yeah camps are still i mean camps are big now but camps were i think big back then I didn't know about camps as much though back in high school, like my first freshman sophomore year. I knew about it when I was a junior. Senior. Wait, did did anybody on your team get a get an, a scholarship offer or a, a walk on spot offer based off of a camp? Because my back then, I don't remember anybody on our team getting any offers uh-huh. on a camp based just solely based on a camp. And I know now that's completely the opposite. It seems Justin, do you know? Yeah, we did. I do remember having some um, the kind of similar position as that I was in. So like they were late guys that, you know, didn't by then there was um, not money left or anything like that. And they would go to a camp and they got some opportunities. I mean, you hit it, you hit it, you said it perfectly. Like that's now like it shows that the interest in the college, they get those eyes on you, even in those periods where they can't necessarily go out and and recruit or anything like that. So it, it adds so much more value to the colleges, especially um, because scouting and recruiting is 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 a roll of the dice like it's it's a educated guess it's a gamble a lot of the times and it's really hard uh you don't really know the other person's true interests you're kind of like hoping you have a good sales pitch and you're hoping that they're interested or at the same time they could be like nah, i'm not really feeling this place i'm i'm waiting on the call next week that i'm that i really want to go to or yeah. you know, whatever the case is so i think there's so much value in that I want everyone who's going to be listening to this to, to kind of hear a little bit more about you guys as your playing career unfolded. 
Um, you know, Brock, can you give everyone a, a little bit into just how your career ended up progressing at, at, in, not only into college, but even professionally too, and just how you had to adapt and develop and continue to just um, change with yeah. the times. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So of course my junior year was my breakout year, but it, I didn't mature, I guess, until my junior year, my first two years out of high school, I was confident in myself. I didn't think I was the best, but I thought it was good. And I really didn't go above and beyond to do dry drills or do stuff on my own, like pitching wise. Um, but in, in kind of like buying into the process, if I did that a little bit earlier, I might've been a little bit more developed on a standpoint of playing college ball. But when I hit junior year, I bought into the process. I started hitting my spots. I started like focusing on like getting to the next level. And then my junior year, I didn't get drafted, but my senior year, I had to get another good year. And that's when I got drafted. But going into the like pro ball and minor leagues, I started out in spring training and I like had like a one something ERA. And I did fairly well. I'm playing against high school players, of course, Dominican Republic, uh, anybody from a different country. And uh, it's like the low A of the low A, but you know, you're trying to get some reps and they just want to see what you can do. They're like, if you can hit your spots and if you can, what kind of pitches you have. Well, the following year, I actually had the yips. Couldn't throw a strike to save my life. I was throwing dirt balls. You know, if catcher, every catcher loves that. So I was probably one of the most hated players in the Brewers organization. No, I'm kidding. But I, uh, I, I, baseball was, was, it was a fun game. I learned a lot. I had a great experience, you know, but when you have something that comes up and you have the yips and you can't throw a strike and you're throwing the ball 25 feet in the air, it, it comes the uh, something else. You know, it's not really what I enjoyed at the time, but I, when I left ball, um, I loved every bit of playing minor league baseball, and I wish I got to the next level. But getting back into the game now, it's way more – it's more rewarding to me because I know I'm a better coach, trainer than I am a player. And I know so much about the game now that it's like, why not just share my knowledge? So I went and, and helped my youth community for four straight years and, and – told them like the fundamentals of the game and then at least they're like oh my god these parents really don't know what they're talking about or doing and they don't even, and that's a reason isn't one of the reasons because they're not connected and they don't have the network and they don't know where to look so that's where the site came into play yeah i mean it's not their fault right they, they just oh. they just don't know now no, i want to i do want to ask though about the yips so that the yips ended your career yeah that was yeah it's gone yeah i couldn't they were trying to make me throw a palm ball <laughs> my career and i'm like oh god this is not good <laughs> was it was it one throw that it, it everything changed on or i mean take me how did it uh so i had the yips in college too actually my sophomore year of college i had the um was it sophomore june maybe right before my junior year i mean i, yips, I can't remember but i met coach hall man great coach and he was like i'm done watching your bullpens because he, and I, that, it helped me a lot because I didn't have anybody watching me. I could do my own thing. I didn't really have to focus on like my mind from a psychologist standpoint. I would like to sit down and mentally, like he made me, like Coach All made me sit down mentally before I pitched. And like I had to close my eyes for five minutes and, and visualize myself doing strikes. I didn't do that in the minor leagues. I totally forgot that happened I to, until now recently. But um <laughs> But yeah, I transferred again to the minor leagues, man. And I was, they just made me see a psychologist and I actually got moved back up and it was brutal, but it was fun. 
<laughs> from a psychologist standpoint, it was terrible. <laughs> what was it just when people when you knew people were watching you? That's when yeah. you started to sweat and tense up and things like that. Yeah, well, especially when the coaches are right behind me when I'm throwing, and I'm like, oh god, I'm gonna hit you. <laughs> like, yeah. That's when it's like over the head. I mean, that's what's it's kind of interesting to me because if you're pitching, right? I mean, you essentially you're throwing as hard as you can, and usually the yips would happen when you you have time to really think, right? You're not making a throw as hard as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I don't know. That's just what what goes yeah. to my, my mind. curveball is good. I was throwing strikes on my curveball. Curveball, just not, yeah, yeah. Just that's why I say that's why they kept me so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was because I had a heavy following on social media, so they're like, "Oh, we're gonna get people to games." No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I hit my kid like all the time now, but it's good practice. He's really good at like taking one in the shoulder. Yeah, I, I see your <laughs> in your Twitter bio. You grew. You said it, you grew eight Twitter accounts to a million followers. Yeah, yeah. Back in college, probably not. A, it's probably not. A, it's, NIL deals back then would have been great. You know, I mean, millions. So that's actually now. a truth. That's true. I know. It's like, but but actually, I sold them. So I, I that's legal, I guess, for Twitter. But I, I gave them away. <laughs> you did. Yeah, and now we got a couple. Back. Well, my buddy had some, and he and he helped us grow it again and get it back. So, Justin, I do you have do you have any uh, any stories that, that no yip stories or anything from the minor leagues? Um, nothing like that what i was thinking is i did have a similar experience that brock near the end um i actually kind of got stuck behind a backlog of guys and i wasn't playing very much and i was i was pretty uh unhappy near the end too and unfortunately that took me out mentally away from the game for a while and i and i you know i even feel bad my brothers obviously were still playing and we i would check their their games every night, right? I would see how they did. Every once in a while, we'd text each other, see how they're doing. Be like, hey, good game last night, you know, whatever. Um, and I didn't even do that for a while. And I feel bad even admitting this on <laughs> on, uh, on camera. But uh, I did. I was kind of like, man, I'm just not there anymore. And I needed a break. And the beautiful part about baseball is, like, I, I couldn't be away from it too long because I just loved it. And like Brock said, like I, I wanted to now like help other kids, help people. I think sports in general, but you know, probably biased to baseball because I played baseball the longest. But um, it, I mean, it taught me so many lessons, so many life lessons, just as like a person, um, not just because I was a good baseball player, but uh, you know, going through those lessons on the all the stories and experiences that I got to have, like it just wouldn't changed anything. And I started missing it after, you know, a little while away. So that's why, uh, you know, Brock and I were really excited to do this and try to help grow the game, try to help kids get out, have uh, chances to play, as well as have chances to, like, learn and how to, like, work together in a team, how to be disciplined, how to use hard work, to see that hard work come to fruition. There's so many lessons and values in, in that that, you know, I think it's it's good for everybody to have, no matter how, no matter how uh, far you make it in sports. What advice would you give to someone who was in a, is in a similar boat that as you were, where they're playing behind somebody? You know, there's a there's a prospect in front of them, or maybe they're just in a high school team and there's you know some really good players in front of them and they're not getting to play. Obviously, you went through that, learned yeah. from that. What what advice would you give them? Yeah, that's a good question. I like that question a lot. I um. I got some advice from my brother, actually. He gave, Kyle, gave Corey and I both the same advice when we first got drafted. 
and I really loved the this advice. Um, he said, you know, treat every level like it's the big leagues. Um, you know, you don't look forward. You don't be like, oh, the guy in double A is just mashing. I'm not going to get past him or, you know, whatever the case is. And, you know, the grand, the behind the scene kind of lesson from that as well is to control what you can control. Like I, I could go out there and I could grind and I worked my tail off. And if I didn't get an opportunity, you know, that's a bummer. But I know like in my heart, I did everything that I could to set myself up for success if I had the opportunity. So that's like the the only downside. But, you know, if you're prepared, you prepare yourself when you do get the shot or you get a pinch hit or whatever and you're ready, that goes a long way in the eyes of coaches. That goes a long way in the eyes of organizations. Um, people want that person on their team. People want that guy around them. And, you know, again, there's so much value in that. Did That's you feel pressure like. being a right-handed hitting first baseman? Um, I just felt pressure, <laughs> not necessarily being a right-handed first yeah. baseman. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I had a pretty interesting route, just kind of a lot of ups and downs. Um, you know, everybody's got a similar story, but uh, <clears throat> I bounced around positionally in college um, a little bit of, because of injuries a little bit because of playing time, just trying to get in the lineup, you know, all the above. So I kind of had skills and stuff from kind of from all over. Um, so what I tried to do is, is that is just, I know, you know, especially when you get to that level, if you hit, especially at the corner positions, if you hit, you're going to have a, a job. So that's really what I tried to do was, was try to just mash. Do you, looking back, did you, do you think that pressure is warranted? Like, do you think that like, man, like, why did I have that much pressure myself? That wasn't, it wasn't necessary. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to not to feel that. Right. But at the same time, majority of the pressure is the pressure you probably put on yourself. So I think back to like what Brock was saying, you know, the mental side of it is huge. And if you can focus on what you can control, you go in, you grind, you do it, everything, everything that you can do, you know, like, Sometimes you can do everything right on the baseball field and, and not have any success, right? Like as a hitter, I could smoke five balls right at the center fielder, go well for five, right? That looks terrible on the stat sheet. It might mentally mess you up too because you're like, dang, like what else can I do? Like I can't do anything else. Um, and that's hard, right? Because especially hitting, it's it's failure. It's so much failure. Yeah. But uh, on the same side, like uh, you got to take those as wins. Like, look, I smoked five balls tonight. Like, all right, I was over five, but like, I I kind of got that guy, even though the stats don't show it. But so it's it's so much of it is mental. Um, so my long winded answer. Yeah, I'm mental. Brock, did you have some to add? Yeah, Justin's just he he's he makes me mentally tired. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't. I like making jokes. <laughs> I saw WT leave earlier, and I was like, Justin, stop talking. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> they came back though. We're good. Brock, after so after your career ended, you said you went back and was were helping you know the youth in baseball for the next three four years after, yeah. after your career was over. Yeah. Well, first I went on a cruise because I was tired, but after that, I worked in Enterprise Rent Car, helped the youth. You know, I felt like giving back. I wanted to get into the community. I just moved to Hickory, North Carolina. And I, I, I've never been here before, but my wife's from here. And I was like, my wife doesn't have friends, so I got to make my own friends. 
So I just wanted to meet and I'm just messing at you. I'm sorry. I was just joking. But I just wanted to connect to the baseball community because I knew that I would be a part of it at some point. And I wanted to help grow the game in our area because uh, it's kind of rural. You know, there's only like four facilities within a 30 mile radius. And um, I gave some lessons to kids at the field. Uh, and then my name started spreading about how I get back and I'll, how well I work with the kids. So everybody started contacting me, not everybody, but people, parents. Um, and then I didn't have time really because I had a kid. So I still stay around and connect and still go to games and watch. And, and um, I go to travel tournaments too, just for fun and sit, just watch games because I enjoy it. And then Justin, you're, I know you're with Blast Motion now. How, how soon did that happen once you decided to retire from your career? Yeah, that was a whirlwind um, as well. But uh, shout out Xavier. Uh, Derek Hassenbeck is, is, works with me at Blast, and he's a Xavier guy. So That's right. Okay, that's right. That's right. But uh, I, got, I got pretty fortunate on that side, too. I got done playing. I was going to try to train and, and um, go back for another, another run at it um, for the following spring. Um, but a former roommate of mine in the minors, uh, reached out to me and was like, dude, this is perfect for you. Um, sorry to hear you're done, but like, if you're done, I have a really good opportunity for you. Um, and the funny part was, is I had my like quote unquote job interview at the, uh, MLB all-star game in Miami. It was, a <laughs> we were watching the softball celebrity game and we, and I got to chat with our CEO and <laughs> that's my, that was my, my interview. That's pretty cool. What, what what questions was he asking you? Was he asking you about like tech and the breaking down the swing and everything? Um, actually, he wanted to just know a lot more about about me and my background and uh, the experiences I had. Um, Brett Thomas, who was my roommate in college or in pro ball, he already had hyped me up quite a bit. So it was really more of a formality just to like say hello and make sure I was who I was saying I was, I guess. But uh, um, so it was funny. We, we were joking about the celebrity game. Um, he said uh, he said he really liked the music that was playing from this guy named Florida, but it was actually Flo Rida. So I had to, <laughs> I had to help him uh, understand who that was. But that was a uh, it was a it was a fun interview. That's for sure. So what, what specific, I know Derek, you know, buddy of mine, obviously we played together at Xavier. He's more in the sales for Blast Motion. Yeah. What, what's your role with him? Yeah, so I'm a product support specialist supervisor. So I um, manage a few guys that are also product support specialists and we're kind of the product experts. Um, we help with any issues that you have, but we also help uh, consult. We give you feedback on, on how to best use the solution. Um, different things to suggest uh, we can help up we can help educate on the metrics on the data that sort of thing um, and I also am the lead on the MLB side so I work with all the MLB accounts PJB 25 for $25 off there we go oh yeah I'll tweet it out we'll tweet it out yeah put it on Facebook love it yeah now I've, I've been I've been with Blast Motion for three or four years now so I love it good really good product really good Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, so, nice. yeah, seriously, I wasn't trying to be, yeah, no, that's. that's <laughs> let's post it. Tweet yeah. it out, man. Yeah, we'll tweet it. Let's retweet it. We'll get, we'll get blast, retweet it. <laughs> well, um, so, okay, so both of you guys, after you got done playing for a few years, kind of started to do your own thing. When did this idea, this Airbnb, when you, when you told me this idea was Airbnb, I was like, man, I'm trying to picture Airbnb for camps. Yeah. Explain to me, how does, how does all this come about? And like, what is it? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the idea came. I was sitting on the couch at 6 a.m. and I got a text from a parent. And uh, I said, hey, can you do lessons tonight? And I just like, I was like, I got a kid. There's no way I can continue to do lessons as much as I am. Um, so when that happened, I was like, started thinking, like, I want to just make an interactive map where parents can find camps in my area for all sports. And uh, I approached uh, Justin a couple, like, weeks later after I started thinking about it. And I asked him, like, what he thought and if he was in. And, like, I don't even think he hesitated. He just said, yeah. Cause he knew like he, he knew that this is definitely a need, you know, for the game. And uh, another reason is because I didn't really want to look for golf games in three years when my son turns five, but I'm the lazy parent, you know, and you gotta have somebody lazy in order to do something and get it done. So I'm working hard now to get it done with Justin. <laughs> the crazy thing is, is like, I knew that that was, it was a great idea when he, when he brought it up to me and like, it just clicked right away. Uh, literally the week before he called me about that my my older brother's son was trying to find a uh, team to go work out at and hit at and play for like play you know travel ball with and my brother being who he is you would think he would know everybody know anything baseball wise close to his area had no clue come to find out there was like a facility only like five miles away and it was like a great match for them but had absolutely no clue and you're like man if that guy doesn't know how to find the closest facility for his son. Like there's so many parents that struggle with that. Yeah, me too. I was, I went to the YMCA to try and help coach. I didn't even realize it was a rec center down the street for me. And the YMCA actually turned me away. Nothing wrong with the YMCA. <laughs> they were like, Hey, we don't have any spots for uh 12 year olds. We have a dad, but we have the four year old group. I'm like, no, I'm not going to four year olds. Not babysitting. Yeah. So here, here's where I have, I wrote down a few different things of, of benefits of going to a camp. And I think that you, like, there's, there's several reasons why you, like a camp would be beneficial. I think depending on obviously the age and the skill level of the player, right? I mean, obviously there's a lot of them going to be recruiting purposes. Some are just going to be player development driven, right? I mean, if you go on the website right now, it's some coaches are just hitting coaches or some just pitching coaches and just trying to help kids with that. I think sometimes it's just like, hey, just to socialize and it's just fun, right? I mean, to get out of the house and, and go and meet and meet new people. And then lastly, mm-hmm. it's probably the, the competition piece. I mean, there's a, a time and place for working on something specific. And then at some point, you, you got to see what you're like, what you're up against and how you do yeah. against other players and, and competing. And I think Math. competition itself is something that I don't want to say kids lack it these days, but I just I just feel that it's something that needs to be pushed and, and emphasized a little bit more. And so that's another reason why I, I like just camps in general, because it, it brings it out. Right. I mean, if Justin and I are running the 60 yard dash against each other. Right. I'm, I'm probably going to run it faster because <laughs> I'm running it against someone else. Right. Versus just yeah. myself. So I, I think those are a few of the reasons why I like like the camps. Now, are there specific like ages specifically or skill levels, or is it just everybody, anybody in all camps? Doesn't matter, baseball, softball, everything's on the site. Yeah, so it's baseball, softball, performance training. Like we added performance training because coaches were like putting speed and agility and weightlifting clinics 
So we wanted to add that feature, uh, but yeah, it's three to, we, it was three to 18. We upped it to 25. So now it's all the way up there. Cause you got the COVID kids, you know, that want to transfer out, <laughs> but, and there's also uh, in the future, probably some, some added benefit to like minor league tryouts maybe, or something similar to that. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, you can filter it out based on like, like age, cost, location, um, easy, intermediate, advanced, uh, tryouts, prospect events, camps, clinics, weekly programs, tournaments in the future. Uh, there's all sorts of or all sorts of ways we can filter, and we're adding adding things. How many uh, how many college coaches are on there posting camp information? College coaches, probably around 100 and some, and then we have 100 and some of, colleges, different colleges. Yeah, well, yeah, they have they have an account, right? And then we have weekly. Uh, sorry, not weekly. Um, organizations, sorry, as well. So yeah, like the DBAT. You know, we have a DBAT on there from Huntersville uh athlete barn athlete lab greensboro batting center so there's all sorts of like other facilities that do clin clinics and camps it's just like where, do, where are they at where can i find them kind of yeah. thing it's like the well, i think the college idea is i like for me specifically because if i'm thinking of like a college camp for example i know what's around my area but there's sometimes that i just overlook a certain school not on purpose or anything i just there's just a lot out there. And so yeah. if there's one place where I could go and yeah. be like all the colleges and all the camps that are out there, like it's all listed right there, maybe just in the area of the school. I mean, I feel like that'd be like really beneficial for players and parents out there. Yeah. I mean, not even that, just coaches. Like think about SEO, like SEO search engine optimization, type in camps in my area. Good luck. Right. <laughs> You're going to find not even a camp, probably you'll find another website that leads you to like California. Yeah. it's not even, not even camp website because they're advertising i think it's ridiculous that that i'm not going to go to the second or third page or fourth page to find a camp in my area right you're gonna look on google and you look at one page so the site opens it up for everybody and helps cow coaches and play, and parents players but um yeah it's, there's an opportunity there for everybody just we're trying to help as many people as possible and not even that like you said Great. like if i go to charlotte and i check their website i might forget that they have an event in in a month or two and then i go on another random website and and find another camp and you have to go website to website to hopefully find something that fits when you can have everything there in one place you can filter out what exactly works for you what date is the best for you if something's available that weekend um within a certain distance or there's like that favorite school that you want to go check out like it's it's all there for you right at your fingertips in one yeah. place instead of just trying to go just guess and check almost. We need as many people as possible so I can, so I can, we can move to golf. That's all I'm saying. Cause I need golf camps, basketball camps, soccer camps for my son. Just get on there. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't golf. So I, I don't know if I can help you in that area at all, but. Well, the more views, the more, the more people that jump on, the faster we can go to another sport. <laughs> So here, here's what I think is there, there's going to be people out there listening to this. I mean, I know my audience who's going to be listening via the podcast is, yeah. is, is a baseball, right? And so a lot of it is, you know, the players are trying to get recruited to play college baseball. And so for me, what I think, what I would like, what I would do and what sometimes what I help players with doing too and recommending to them is video is such a, a powerful tool. And even if you have like some speaking of blast metrics or whatever it may be, you know, reach out to a, maybe a particular school or whatnot that you're interested in. And then if, you know, if you hear something back, then you can go in and be like, okay, maybe now's the time to 
go and sign up for a camp there because you've already sent your information there. Maybe you've heard something back. Even if you haven't, that's okay too. But you've still sent it out there. And then you can go and see if they have a camp during a dead period or, you know, whenever it may be. And so you've kind of hit it on both sides and that's going to put you in a, a better position. So when you do show up, you've shown that you're interested. They've already got your information and seen your swing and have some background on yourself. And um, it's just another, another way to separate yourself just because there's so many kids out there. I mean, I, I think I've talked to some college coaches recently who just started coaching in college. And they're, and that's one of the things that they've said is, you know, I, I just didn't realize how many kids are out there. And so I think that, you know, utilizing a website like this and then sending some coaches for the camp that you'd want to go to, too, is a great way to, uh, you know, to get your name out there. And, and, you know, it's it's a lot easier for someone to offer someone that they know versus just another random kid. So yeah. that's kind of how what I envision. I mean, Justin, what do you think of that idea? A hundred percent. I mean, Brock and I both kind of recruited ourselves too. So, and I think the colleges, coaches, they want to see you and they want to see you. If they get to see you more and more, that that can only help you. So I think uh, like, like Brock said earlier, he went door to door. Um, I recruited myself a lot too. I had to, cause I was hurt. Nobody had seen me. I was also like a foot and a half shorter before I got hurt. So like the last time they saw me, it was this little peanut. So I had to try to, like recruit myself. So I was going, sending emails, just like Brock, trying to get people to, to come watch a workout or, or um, game or anything like that. So, I mean, you go and you get in front of the college that you want to be at, that you think you uh, could play at. You, you like the school itself. You have a good fit with the coaching staff. The more times you can get in front of those guys, you go to their events, they're going to be, they're going to be more willing to give your shot. You said you guys both sold yourself, essentially. I mean, what advice would you give to people out there who are in the same boat and having to do it and maybe not getting any love or even any responses? I'll answer that one. Okay. So the best thing to do personally, I think, and I believe that everyone else probably will too, that's college coach or even someone like ourselves, Patrick and Justin, email with a purpose email and talk to somebody with a purpose no information about them know what the who the coach is where they came from they might have something in common with you find out how many players are on the roster find out how many players are leaving their junior year because you're a junior as well and you're going to be going into that spot if you have if there's 19 pitchers on the college staff and on the on the pitching staff and only two are leaving, chances you play as a freshman, sophomore are going to be very, very slim. So you might want to go look for something else. You know, so do you want to play or do you want to sit the bench or do you want to develop or do you want to just go to school and have fun? I would highly recommend email with a purpose and definitely use the words, I am interested in your program. That's and my probably not, no copy and paste, I assume. Yeah, when... Uh, yeah, I wouldn't do any any copy and paste. Now, yeah, hundred percent. Do your research and email with purpose. <laughs> I've learned that in this job. Justin, was it the same thing for you too? Just emailing a bunch of bunch of coaches and just hoping for something. Yeah, exactly. I I stuck kind of in my area and and took a couple shots a little bit further extended, but I I knew I kind of didn't want to go too far from home, so I I kind of narrowed what what fit best for me. And my parents were always very big on the education side as well. 
So my dad, even to all three of us, my dad was like, I don't care where you guys want to go. There has to be something that you're going to study that you're interested in because that's extremely important too. So like Brock said, like you got to do your research. You got to know what you, what you want, or at least try to give the best shot at what you want. Um, and that's exactly what I did and sent out emails. I tried to get on the phone with coaches, um, all that, all that fun stuff. I didn't go door to door like Brock, but I did send a bunch of emails and phone calls. I'm born to go door to door, man. I still do it. <laughs> Dude, Patrick, hey, I, have a, I, have a, I have a question for Patrick. All right, Patrick, what uh, what was your first initial thought when I walked up to you at the bathroom at the ABCA? Uh, who's this guy? <laughs> door to door, baby. I don't care. I'll talk to you. I'm like, so uh, what are you doing? At the, what are you doing? He's like, uh, waiting for my friend. He's in the bathroom. I'm like, oh, cool. Well, I'm Brock Hudges. It's nice to meet you. And then, boom, we connect. <laughs> we connect. And, you know, it's funny because I – my when I think back of my first impression of you as a person, it's yeah. not the same impression I have now. Really? Oh God, yeah. that's what everybody says. Everybody hates me at first, and they're like, oh, "No, so no, it wasn't that. It's just different. <laughs> I would say just different personality." Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm more of a salesman when I walked up to you, like trying. Uh, to no, I just I would say more. I just more quiet. I wouldn't say quiet. Not the right word, but not as. <laughs> well, we were out of the bathroom. I don't want to get Probably offered. not as energetic, actually. Oh, hey, I'm drinking coffee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got water. So, okay. I want to last thing here. I, I want you guys both to kind of just, if you, if there's anything else you guys want to talk about when it comes to, um, you know, you, the business here, I please, the floor is yours. I think that both you guys, if, if anything else, I mean, this, the last segment you guys were talking about with recruiting, reaching out to schools, emailing, yeah. I think is, is so, there's so much value <clears throat> there for everybody listening, but um, please, I mean, Brock, Justin, like anything else that you guys want to add to uh, to this episode? Yeah, uh, well, if you're listening, which you probably are because you're here, tell every high school coach, college coach, travel coach about the website because at some point they're going to get on it. I'm very confident in that. It's just let's try and help our youth and parents find events to make life easier. So that, that's it. You know, if they don't know about it, then they'll, it'll, if, if it's not in the conversation, I guess I should say, while you're talking to a coach, then they'll, they might not ever know about it. And then that's one player that could, that's not going to get help, but could get helped in which dreams could be accomplished. Also want to also touch on how college camps make an impact on not just prospects, but youth. I had I reach out to college coaches on a daily basis, and, and most of the time it's like we get enough kids to the camp, and which is which is great. I loved hearing that because players are coming and they're interested. But the focus is more of around. There's a lot of parents and players that can't find camps, you know. So there's other players where their dreams could become a reality because they just step between the lines of a college field. Like I went to the UNCG baseball camp, for example, and when I was nine. And I was like, wow, I want to play here. But who knows what would happen if my dad and mom weren't connected to the baseball like industry in that network. I would have never went to that camp. I might not be here today. We might have his website. You know, so now we do because this one thing, my like one, my dad spent 300 bucks when he got overnight camp basically, which was great. I had a great time, so I remember it. But, you know, I just want that opportunity for a lot of other uh, like players that, that could have the potential to play the next level. You know, I think there's a lot of opportunity just just in general. That's my two cents. Sorry. 
for sure. I think uh, I would add to actually very similar to both mm-hmm. points Brock said. I'm going to do it from a little bit of a different angle, though. Um, I 100% agree with what he said about when he went to the Greensboro camp. And when you're young, you see all that stuff. It's so exciting. Um, it's so cool. It gives you that passion. Um, like I said, when I got hurt, I got that passion back. I really wanted to get back into it. Um, and, you know, when I went to some of those camps, I'm a little more of a, a gearhead. So I saw all the, like, cool gear they had, and I was like, oh, man, I want to get some of that stuff. So that was a that one, that one was, like, a big one for me. Um, but on the website side, like Brock said, we, we want to help as many, as many kids as we can. Um, and I think we've done a good job of explaining that. And, you know, on the flip side, we also want to help all of the coaches that we can, yeah. too. I think we, um, you know, we know what a grind it is at every level, whether high school, whether you're travel ball, whether you're college, you know, whatever the case is, especially like the volunteer coaches in, in, in college baseball and college softball. Like they just, they wear like 20 different hats. They got to do everything. They got to do their food order. They got to do the uniforms, a lot of them doing the laundry, you know, yeah. like raking the field, like they're doing so much. Uh, and if we can make part of that easier and better, we can improve that portion of their life as well as, uh, you know, make it easier on them. Um, you know, there's a big value in our eyes for that too. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have resonated with that too. So this is, this is definitely like, you know, us trying to help as many people as we can help mm-hmm. both sides. You know, we just want it to, to continue to grow and um, youth sports is, is huge. Like I said, all the lessons that we learned from playing baseball or for playing any sport is so invaluable. So we want to help as many people as we can. Awesome. So it's, it's play sports.com. So play sports.com. We'll put the link in the show notes. And um, again, appreciate both you guys for coming on. Um, Justin, Brock, appreciate it, man. If you guys no have problem, anything man. else, let it roll. I mean, you can follow me on Twitter, you know, if you want to, at Brock, H-U-D-G. Uh, I don't have a check mark like Justin, but, you know, I'm there. Justin, you got a check oh, mark? I didn't, even check. I didn't even know that. Show him the shirt, Brock. Look at that logo. Oh, yeah. You know, these aren't for sale yet. I mean, if you want this one, I'll sign it, but I'm just kidding. You don't want this. I'm wearing it too much without any laundry being done. All right. Appreciate it, guys. All right, man. Good talking to you. We appreciate you having us on here. Thank you, Patrick. Let's do it again. Yeah.